At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We've done segments before, right, about the manipulation that grocery retailers use to uh, on us, on us customers, every single time we walk through the door, the second we walk through the door. It's pretty fascinating. I, I, I really like talking about it and exploring it. Like, you ever notice that almost all grocery stores are laid out basically in the exact same configuration, right? Like, think about this, for example. When you go to buy milk, and I don't care what grocery store it is, where is it? It's typically you go in the door, let's say front right, the milk is at the back left, right? And that's that's Costco, that's Sobeys, that's Safeway, it doesn't matter. Um, why? Well, because then you have to walk past everything in the store in order to get the one item that you needed to pick up, right? And it, it, it happens all the time. And it goes beyond that, like which items occupy which shelves, like how high up they are. You know, are they at eye level or are they way down low? All these, nothing is left to chance. Everything is planned. Now, it goes beyond ge- geography. We're going to talk about another strategy that retailers deploy uh, with great effect loss leaders. I always thought it was lost leaders, but I guess it's loss leaders. But you've probably heard the term before, but let's find out what they are, how they're used, and you know how effective they can be. We're going to speak with uh, Andreas Becker. Uh, Andreas is um, in Guelph, joining us from Guelph, chair at the University of Guelph's Food, Agricultural, and Resource Economics Department. Uh, Andreas, did I get the name right? First of all, let's start there. Did I get it right? You did. Thank you. Excellent. Good. Okay. Glad to hear it. So let's start. Loss leaders. What are, what are we talking about here? I think we're familiar with it once you explain it to us, but when we say loss leader, what do we mean? Well, it's a uh, pricing strategy that's used by, by retailers to get uh, customers into the store. And uh, as the name implies, it's uh, they are priced very low so that they are sometimes below cost, so actually running a loss for the, the retailer, but could also be just a very small or negligible uh, margin that they're uh, creating. And the objective of the retailer is um, to get the customers to see this loss leader as a win so that they, uh, and a bargain, so that they sort of open up their mind, become less price sensitive towards other items in the store so that the the retailer overall is better off uh, because they make a lot more sales and margin with the other items that the customer buys. Right. So it's, hey, we're going to take a loss on this, but we're going to get people in the door and put them in the frame of mind to spend money. So it's a calculated risk on behalf of the retailer. We just, we're going to get you in here and, and then we'll start from there, right? Yes. And then, of course, you have, I mean, you have to see it in the bigger picture that in the last 20 years, so 20 years ago, the loss leader was basically advertised through the flyer. Yeah. And but now we've we've moved towards omnichannel retailing where there's the uh, the online ordering, you have the social media in Canada not so much but uh, some of the stores have their own apps. Uh you have in-store promotions. Uh then yeah, the flyers and the membership for the loyalty programs and reward programs. And they all have their ways of um yeah, attracting their they can now be coordinated in a much better way because of uh, data analytics uh, and the capacities that the uh, retailers have to get 
customers into the store. And we're all familiar with them. I think the one that you know people talk about a lot is is um, the rotisserie chicken at Costco. That's famous, right? Yeah. They they sell them for like eight bucks, and everybody buys them. That is your stereotypical. It's the prototype of a loss leader, right? Well, there is, yes, you could say there are two types of loss leaders. One is uh, the one by it's based on or working on, on habit, because you know that Costco offers that. You go there, it's been cheap forever, um, and um, you can rely on that. For example, bananas would fall in the same category, that uh, they are really, they are priced very low. Which other fruit would you get for less than a dollar per pound? Right. And then they are the ones that basically work on surprise, and that's where it gets, so, so that's a, um, um, a markdown in the price that's really significant and that's where it gets a little bit more complicated because um, these can be advertised yeah. so then they would attract the people in the store but you also have sort of surprise markdowns in the store that are only visible in the store so once you're there you might also get into the habit of exploring these aisles because once in a while there's a, a good bargain to be made Gotcha. Okay. And I imagine they're pretty judicious about what they use as a loss leader, right? They don't want to offer up something that you can stock up on. They want something that is a one-off or something outside of the staples, I would think, right? Um, yes, because that would be a big risk. You you mentioned it, stockpiling. Once an item is a, uh, can be stockpiled, uh, so I'm from Germany, and um, 30 years ago, some retailers tried to use coffee as a um, as a loss leader, mm-hmm. and of course that backfired because people, and they didn't put a, a limit on it, how much you could buy. So people just bought the coffee and left the store. So that of course is the risk that the um, the retailer doesn't want to face. So it's staples um, that the, uh, the customer buys on a regular basis. And um, so that the retailer knows they will come back for buying this into our store. And quite often you see this uh, with perishable um, products, for example, for the the surprise category. So when the price is lowered significantly, um, that's what fresh produce is ideal for because you can't stockpile the fresh produce. Right, exactly. And and the staples. I mean, is is it harder to put them? I mean, like I know for a guy who who was on TV for a long time, black suits never went on sale because guys always buy black suits, whether they're on sale or not. Everybody needs a black suit, so they very rarely go on sale. So I imagine when it comes to like butter, bread, milk, eggs, those kinds of things, they're not used as loss leaders because people are going to buy them anyway, right? Um, yes, but it's also, I mean, the, let's call it the psychology of grocery shopping. Yeah. Uh, as I said, for example, if you are really, if you are reliably low in, in the price on certain items, and it's not across the entire, let's say, um, the, the entirety of what's offered for, for example, for dairy products. But if you have a few, let's say, signature items that are really consistently low priced, you will attract people to the store. Right. And the other items can then be priced, let's say, normal or a little bit higher. Gotcha. It's very difficult for customers or consumers to keep track of that, especially after what we've seen uh, during the pandemic when prices were fluctuating a lot more and a a lot more often and a lot more in, in range than they used to. I mean, if you're if you're a really savvy customer or consumer, Andreas, I would think you can you can do pretty well with this, right? If you if you if you can find the loss leader and not get sucked into expanding your shopping experience beyond the loss leader, you can actually come out ahead. Yeah, so that requires planning and <laughs> um, 
and discipline. Yeah. I've, yeah, it's really, and then of course it's also very difficult now with the prices having gone up and down so much that it's really difficult to say, well, what is really a good deal? Where I can say, well, I go to that store and maybe, um, yeah, incur a little bit of extra time yeah. and gas, uh, expenses to, to save $20. Yeah, if I can stockpile it, for example, or so. But the problem now with the prices going up and down quite a lot, it's very difficult to compare between stores now. And there used to be a clear difference between, let's say, what traditionally is called an everyday low price retailer. Yeah. For example, no frills in, in Ontario would be one, um, or a, a high low retailer that would be at the higher end, and they would mark down uh, high value items. Uh, significantly to attract uh, customers and the the everyday low price retailer would be consistently lower across all product categories but now that is changing yeah so sometimes the everyday low price retailer is more expensive than the higher end retailer on certain product categories and this is a game that the big retailers have an easier time playing right i mean with the volume and, and all the rest of it um, they can take a little more of a of a hit on some items i mean imagine if you're a smaller retailer this is a, a, a tougher proposition it's yeah very tough and this can only and the um the large retailers have all invested significantly into their IT capacity, into uh, being able to track what customers are buying. So they're not only able to buy uh, to track the individual purchases of, of items, but also what's in the basket. Gotcha. So they could, and when you go back maybe 15, 20 years, everybody was amazed when Amazon could track what you had searched, and then they could make suggestions yeah. of other items. The retailers are, I think, now in a position where they can track an awful lot of individuals' purchasing behavior and then group them into segments according to purchasing behavior and then, yeah, make calculated price changes, uh, which will, in the end, uh, make them better off. Yeah, makes makes so much sense. So just be smart about it. little planning, like you said. Andreas, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Shay.